Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Era Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Wednesday, January the 6th, and this is going to be a football podcast. We're going to wrap up UK's football season, which finished last Saturday with a victory over North Carolina State in the Gator Bowl. But we're mainly we're going to look ahead to 2021, and we're going to do that with our regular UK football guest, UK football beat writer Josh Moore for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. We're going to talk about the we're going to wrap up the Gator Bowl. We're going to talk about some announcements from players after the Gator Bowl. We're going to talk about the offense. We're going to talk about the defense, and we're going to look ahead to spring practice all in 2021, and we're going to do that, as I said, with Josh. Before we get started with Josh, just a couple of reminders. You can help support our work at the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com by getting a sports-only subscription, digital subscription to Kentucky.com. It's $30 for the first year. You get all of our U.K. coverage, all of our U.K. football, U.K. basketball, U.K. recruiting. You get our high school coverage. You get our columns all for $30 for the first year. I want to thank everybody who's taken advantage of that. I'd also like to thank everybody who listens to the podcast and who's given us a ratings and a review on the podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. Remember, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts. When you give us a rating and review, that just help gets the word out about the podcast and help brings in, bring in more listeners, which we always appreciate. And we appreciate Josh Moore, who's been with us all through the football season, previewing games, talking about the developments in football. And we're going to wrap up the season and look ahead to 2021 right now with Josh Moore of the Herald Leader. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is UK football beat writer Josh Moore for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. How's it going, Josh? Pretty good, John. I'm trying to, uh, you know, just uh, figure out what to do with myself. All this football stuff's gone, and uh, I mean, they they good do a decent enough job keeping us busy. Yeah, I was going to say Kroger, so. when our boss Matt Groff listens to this podcast, pass if he does listen to the podcast, he may find things for you to do, Josh. So you better watch out. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 happy to do things. I'm I'm ready. I was I was texting uh, Jared Peck earlier. I was like, hey, are there any basketball games you want me to go out to next? <laughs> it's like it's like because you know. The hop stuff. I'm sure he's. You know, I know how that is. I know it's hard to stay on top of everything. So yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have Jared on for a podcast. I'm I'm hoping next week to talk about the start of uh, high school basketball and how that's going. Uh, so people can look for that. Uh, but football wrap. We wrapped up the uh, UK football season with the bowl game, the win over uh, North Carolina State in the Gator Bowl. Then there've been some announcements about who's staying and who's going after that. Uh, let's start. We're going to talk briefly. We're going to look back briefly, but we're going to look ahead mostly on this podcast. Uh, looking back to the bowl game, uh, Josh, what, haven't talked to you since the bowl game. What, what was your impression of the bowl game? Yeah, it went uh, – honestly, if, I think if you went back and listened to how we talked about it, I think it went, you know, mostly about how we kind of maybe thought it would. Um, you know, it would be a competitive game. Both teams are pretty evenly matched. I mean, it was you – know, I think UK actually probably – that was maybe the only difference is they really, in a way, dominated that game, but just kind of let some some dumb penalties and you know unsportsmanlike conduct stuff kind of allow NC State to have an opportunity to to make a game of it there at the end, uh-huh. um, and, and and you know and, and settling for field goals and you know just a lot of the things that kind of plagued them all year. You saw, um, you know, show itself again, you know, in the postseason. 
Um, which I kind of, you know, when we, we didn't talk, I don't think too much about this, but you, what I liked about this bowl season that was different from, you know, the, the rest of the, the, the years, um, usually you have like three or four weeks to prepare for somebody. <clears throat> you really only had a week, right? Uh, you know, maybe a little bit more than a week this time around. So it made it more like a real game. Right. I think that's why you saw a lot of teams, you know, really play, you know, akin to what they played like. And sometimes you get, you see some of these scores and it's just like, well, what happened those dudes? That's where you can chalk it up some ways. You, you almost need to compare it to the first week of the season more than the last time you saw those teams. Um, you know, with the exception of like your teams, like the Florida, they just have guys opt out. I mean, it's hard to, you know, then you're just like, you know, making of it what you will. I know NC State kind of had that going on too, and they had some guys missing. So you could spin it that way and say, well, you know, UK should have um, taken care of business. But you know what? They still had to go out and do it. And, you know, it's a good nice way to end the season, um, send out, you know, the seniors that are leaving um, on a good note. Obviously, a few of those guys are coming back, though. So right. they'll get a chance to go out on a good note again. Right, right. Uh, did you think the offense looked uh, any different with Vince Samaro running the show? No. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it looked like at the start, you know, it looked from the beginning, it looked a little more that there was some tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he even kind of got it looked like they got away from that uh, after the first couple of drives. So, um, and I don't you know that that was a bad call. I mean, it, it looked like they tried to go downfield some, um, but they tried to go downfield some with, with Eddie running the show, and it just. You know, I think it became, you know, you blame it on Terry, blame it on the receivers, whatever you want to, you know, where you know the scheme, whatever you want to lay it on. Um, you know, it was clear they were never going to get that going, and you know, it was good that they pretty much ran, um, just we stuck with the run game, and yeah, you know, it's, did good. Yeah, it's hard to change an offense in a. You know, uh, a week, as you said, they had a shorter time period to prepare for the bowl. It's hard to change, make drastic changes to an offense in that shorter time, especially when you've got guys who've learned, you know, out of uh, one system and have gone with that system. Well, I mean, Eddie's was here for what five years, and yeah. especially you yeah. know, and then this year, you know, you got players who've been through his system all year and then change that right before the bowl. That's hard to do. Um, Okay, let's let's for the let's look ahead to twenty twenty one, which I think pretty much started almost right after the game uh, with the uh, announcement on uh, I, on Monday, uh, really with Darian Kennard, uh, UK's All American offensive tackle, who made his announcement that he's coming back next year. Uh, Darian was a junior, so he could have declared for the NFL draft, uh, but he said he he made the announcement that he's coming back. Were you surprised by his announcement? You know, at least coming into the you know week, it was one of the you know, things that you knew that it was going to get decided. Um, honestly, kind of what surprised me most is that it happened so quickly. I kind of yeah. thought there might be a little bit more of a lead time um, there too. with that, um, which I guess means you know if he you know given the decision that he made, um, you know it was pretty. I guess that was it, it made more sense that it was fast. Um, I think if he was leaning towards the NFL, then maybe you um, you still weigh it a little bit more. But but it's great. I mean, it's great for Kentucky. I mean, bring back an All American. Um, it's no. It's really um, you know it's the same thing that Landon Young could have done. You know, last year um, he was a guy that had a 
decision to make. I think, you know, Darian's probably, as an NFL prospect, probably even more um, higher up the boards than, right. than Landon coming out as a junior. But you get really um, you know, excited about having him back and, and Fortner, too, to, you know, a guy that right. um, kind of just drops that mid during his own press event, kind of drops the, the nugget that, that Luke's coming back, too. And that's, you know, that's big. That'll be, I mean, because that was going to be a, you know, I don't think they were going to be bad. I don't, I'm, but it was definitely an area of big concern just because you were going to be starting basically, you know, you, there, there was a, 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 a mode there where you're going to basically be starting a whole new offensive line. Right. Um, right. You know, possible. And that would have been, even though it was, it would have been comprised of guys who have all played, that's still something, you know, you, you have worries about. Well, now you're bringing back guys who've started a ton of games. You've got, you know, Kenneth Horsey and, and Austin Dawson and guys that, you know, started some this year and played a lot. Quentin Wilson's played a lot. Now, Sir Watkins is a guy I honestly kind of forgot all about until people started talking about next year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a guy that was, you know, should have contributed this year, but, you know, kind of was out with an injury all year. Right. Um, played a lot so last year. Played a lot the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he played a lot as a younger um, – you know, he was a contributing from a younger age. Right. And I think he's a guy that the staff was hot on. So, I think you, you're kind of um, – you're basically, I mean, I mean, obviously losing Drake Jackson, I think, is the most significant part of this because you, um, you know, that's just such a spot. If you're bad at things, your whole offense is going to be bad. Um, but you, you know, trust. I think there's a lot of trust in what Quentin Wilson can do uh, next year, and then that's a guy, um, you know, that if he he can maintain the, you know, level of play that's you know, been been that they've been able to produce at that position, then you've got an offensive line that gets the strongest as, as, as you know as the ones you've had in the last few years. And I think that's you know this will be big for Kentucky if they can keep this you know show that you know this it wasn't just this group. It was you know this is something that they can maintain. Then it'll pay dividends. Um, you know, continue as it continue forward. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were looking possibly have to replace four starters on the offensive line. Now it looks like they replaced two, which are which are two very valuable stars. Guys who are going to be hard to replace, like you mentioned, Drake and Landon Young. But they do have some other guys who have played uh, in there, and they have some recruits who we haven't, uh, you know, are pretty well thought of that we haven't really even seen yet. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. And as you mentioned during uh, Darian's press conference on Monday, he uh, he dropped a news nugget on us that uh, Luke Fortner's coming back. But there were guys before, and Luke uh, will take advantage of the NCAA rule that because of the pandemic, you could come back and get another year of eligibility. And uh, he's taking advantage of that. But there were some other guys who announced right after the game, basically, uh, on Twitter or on social media that they were coming back. Who were those guys? Yeah, yeah, there were yeah, several. It was, you know, it was just first it was Josh Ali, which is massive from the sense of, okay, you, you had a, you know, a, a receivers group that for the second straight year didn't really do anything, but he was the one that did. Right. And, and or at least, you know, for for as little as they were still able to do in the passing game this year, um, you've you've got um, you've got somebody who actually did something. I'm sorry if you hear some quacking in the background. One of my cats has found a toy that he's not supposed. 
supposed to have. But, no, uh, no, that's that's we're used to that because when we do podcasts with Ben, uh, Ben's dog, we hear Ben's dog from time to time, so it's no problem. Go ahead. They, uh, um, we hear Jerry's dogs too from time to time. <laughs> So this is a, you know we got a we got at the Arrow Leader Kentucky dot com sports staff got a lot of animals so a lot of we're pet friendly so go go right ahead. They've got a million toys. There's only one that quacks, and that's the one they like okay. the most. So. Okay, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you have Josh Oliebeck, um, a guy that you know I think is talented. I think I think the thing with Josh is going to be, you know, for him if you're looking at just making the decision phase. You're getting a new offensive coordinator who's going to, you know, throw the ball more, figure some things out as far as what they want to achieve um, in the past game. And you and a guy that I think, Josh, if you can prove, you know, if you can, you know, one, if you can get someone else going beside of him, I think that's something you need to, you know, you need to have. He can't just I, – I, I think he's good. I don't know that he can be your number one guy on every day. Um Right, I think they they have to get some some depth there and, and some uh, you know, a running mate. Um, you know, maybe that's Keaton Upshaw. Maybe it's Rig, who you know, is another guy that announced that he's coming back. That I think is going to be massive, um, especially as you bring you know, for a guy. He's a guy that's really you know thought of as a really good blocker at tight end, and and will help you know ease the transition some with those offensive you know linemen on the on the ends. And I think you you so. With Josh, you you've got a guy who's really creative. You can you've seen you know, saw early, especially in that in the bowl game. I mean, he's really good on those sweeps, and he's you know he, he can do some stuff in the past game that I think will you, you'll see Cohen want to to do more of that kind of stuff. So I think it'll be you know it'll be it's great for Kentucky's offense to have somebody like that. Um, at least you know at least some up a you know he's not showing it a whole lot because of what the um, you know the circumstances of the offense, but he is a playmaker. I think he's a, you can say that, um, and that'll be you know that'll be huge. And then you've got a bunch of you know obviously younger guys and and and, and you know who and, and incoming recruits who will get a chance to to kind of learn under him. So I think that's you know that's probably the you want to say Canard's the the number one you know get as far as the um, guys coming back. Um, all these probably you know one B. If, you know, if not, you. I mean, there's a case to be made that he's the, he's the the most important one, honestly. Yeah, it was funny when we talked to uh, Josh Ali on Zoom before the bowl game, and he was asked about, you know, would he take advantage of the of the uh, uh, opportunity to come back and play another year? And he said, "Well, I, I'm not going to say anything about that till after the bowl game." <laughs> but then when we asked him about Liam Cohen, he basically, you know, it's going to be fun to learn under a guy who's got an <laughs> NFL experience coming in here, and I, you know, we can learn a lot of things from him. And it's like, I think he's coming back. He sounds like a guy yeah. who might be coming back. <laughs> And, you know, and he yeah. will be, you know, he's got a chance to really improve it. I don't know, you know, where, considering, as you mentioned, he played on an offense that was so primarily, uh, you know, uh, such a run-heavy offense, didn't get a whole lot of balls thrown his way, although obviously he was much more, he was by far their most productive receiver. You know, I don't know where he would have ranked as far as being an NFL prospect, but but if Cohen, Liam Cohen coming in from the Rams, if they do run the kind of offense we think they're going to run, he could, you know, he's a guy who could improve, you know, his draft stock where he might have a chance of getting drafted. You know, to me, talking about the receivers and watching the Rams and thinking about the Rams and what they've done under McVay, 
I think what when Cohen comes in here, I think one of the things he's going to look for is a is a slot receiver, a guy like. Of course, the Rams have Cooper Cup. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to come in here and look for a Cooper Cup, but I think he's going to look for somebody to fill that role, uh, who can you know make who can line up in the slot and make those kind of receptions kind of a possession receiver type, which Kentucky's had in the past when you think about guys like Charles Walker, people like that. But uh, uh, And I think that'll be a key. That's one thing he's going to look for, and I think that would help open up things for guys on the outside. The other guy that was talking about the receivers who came on late in the year who I think could really help him next year if he's finally healthy, which he finally showed at the end of the year, was Epps, Isaiah Epps. He kind of started to show some things in the last couple of games you know that they that they haven't had as far as speed and so forth goes. So I think he could be a big factor, you know, next year as well. Yeah, no, they'll have a lot of. I mean, that's the thing. They'll they're going to have a lot of, and they've got a lot of bodies. I mean, they'll probably be. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, this is just me speculating. I would guess you might see a transfer or two. You uh-huh. know, maybe group. You know, and just you know, not just that group, but just across the team. I mean, just, that's just going to happen. We've already seen you know MJ Devonshire. A defensive back leave but I think even you know even considering that you're going to have a lot of depth as far as bodies and right. guys who have done something I mean there's guys who didn't do anything this year um you know because of the offense because of injuries and stuff you know Bryce Oliver Cleveland Thomas you know guys that that look good <laughs> like they you know in, in very limited um windows um, in 2019, who who just really were no shows in, in you know this season for 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 various, for various reasons. So, do you get anything from those guys? And then, like you said, Epps is a, you know, someone who came along after you know, you know he was dealing with an injury all of 2019, and you have all lead back, and you've got Keaton Upshaw. I mean, I still think you know knowing what they try to do with tight ends out there in LA, and 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 Cohen's background with tight ends, and just the the you know just physical you know, marble that Keaton Upshaw is. I, I still, you know, I still feel like he, if, if, if Ollie's, you know, maybe Ollie's the guy that ends up being your receptions leader next year, but I feel like Upshaw ought to be that guy. Um, yeah. It just, you know, it just seems like, I mean, if I were, if, if, if dumb Josh Moore was taking over this team <laughs> and trying to come up, who doesn't know a thing about football, you know, other than how to, turn on ESPN and watch it um, to, to, you know, to, to direct this offense, I would look at the guys I have standing out there and think, okay, I'm going to get it to that dude, <laughs> you know, cause right. right. it just okay. seems. Yeah. Oh. Right. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Okay. We'll be back to talk about the defense and right after these messages. Okay, back with my guest, Josh Moore of the Herald-Leader, covers UK football. Josh Lusukaya did the defense. Uh, now, a couple of guys were – we talked about Josh Ali and Justin Regan announced they're coming back. We had a couple of uh, guys on the defense announce that they're coming back, and we're also waiting on one big name from the defense who uh, who indicated that he's he hasn't made up his mind yet. Talk a little bit about uh, the guys coming back uh, on the defense. Yeah, so you start – I think, I mean – Two guys that were kind of um, sort of had their announcement spoiled in the in the recent weeks. So, you know, Devontae Robinson, um, Stoops kind of, you know, after the South Carolina game, he, he came up. I know I think someone asked about Devontae. Um, and he kind of came up and just basically said that the, the, then that the plan was Devontae was going to come back for another year, um, which, you know, was kind of surprising at the time. But then he, he made that official 
um, on a you know, Saturday night. And then you've got, uh, you know, Zach Johnson, he's a special teams guy, but you know, he's been your primary kick returner. Right. Maybe, you know, coming back next year, you'll be in a, a year older and a little bigger, you would think. And, and, you know, maybe, you know, he's listed as a defensive back, uh, but he, I mean, he played, a, he did a lot of stuff and, and he came here as a running back. I don't think they'll need him at running back, but I think, you know, he's maybe a guy that comes back and maybe gets on the field in, in another capacity too. Um, just based on, you know, you've got a change in some change in personnel and, and, and stuff. And maybe there's a, a spot there for him to get into the rotation um, at DB too. So, so that would be, you know, that would be great for him. A guy that's just worked hard and, you know, a former walk on who got on a scholarship. Um, and then Quandre Mosley, that was kind of the one that shot me probably of all these announcements. Cause you kind of heard Ali some scuttlebutt about him kind of heard some um, scuttlebutt about Riggs. I mean, Kennard's probably the biggest one, you know, as far as, you know, uh, like, whoa, okay. But, but mostly, I mean, and he's not a guy that anyone's going to talk about a whole lot of all these um, returnees. He's, he's the name people maybe know the, the least, but he's, you know, he, he played a lot in the, in the, in the whole game. He, he played some down the stretch. He's a guy that, again, gives you some depth there at corner. Um, you know, so he's, he's done a little bit of everything. Um, in his college career, you know, coming as a, you know, he did some stuff in junior college, kind of did a little bit of everything. So I think that's a guy that is, is really interesting. And, and again, just kind of gives you some more depth um, going into next year when you, um, you know, it, it learned <laughs> uh, over the you know, recent years, you know, the more bodies, the better as far as, you know, keeping guys in the fold. And, and with, with, you know, again, you'll probably have some transfers and stuff just because that's how things go. So you've got a guy saying a senior. Um, a man, you know, right. with a man's ball coming back saying he wants to play, um, that, that makes you feel good going into next year. Yeah, and they got – one thing we know about Mark Stoops and, and Brad White since he's become defensive coordinator, they like to run a lot of packages in the secondary, so they play a lot of different guys in the secondary. Uh, that's what the – you know, that's what they like to do. Mm-hmm. So, as you mentioned, you know, the more bodies, you know, obviously the better. The guy we're waiting on right now is Jamin Davis, the guy who uh, – uh, you know, I thought had an outstanding year, had an outstanding bowl game, 13 tackles, one interception. A lot of talk that he should have made all SEC. A lot of good linebackers in the SEC, obviously, yeah. or I think he would have made all SEC. Uh, what, what do you think? Uh, what's your spe- What do you think Jamin is going to do? It's tough. I think, I mean, I don't know enough about the NFL. You know, a lot of these guys, like underclassmen, they don't really – even put out, put them in like mocks and stuff until they announce almost. Right. Like it, it's so much different than basketball, where you, you you've got freshmen just up and down the you know, the lottery list, and, and then with the football, it's really you know for the most part seniors, you know, except like guy like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, right. some of those guys, brainers, but um, yeah, I've had, I've, I mean, I, I listen a lot. Yeah, I've, I do follow the NFL pretty closely and listen to a lot of the podcasts, and you hear them talk about a lot of scouts. They don't even look at a kid a junior unless they think they have a pretty good idea that the guy's going to come out because there's so many kids that they have to look at you know they're not going to waste their time on somebody on a junior even if he's a really good junior if they don't think he's coming out or they have heard you know through the grapevine that they're not coming out so you know it'll be i don't know how much people have you know even looked at jamin davis um but uh uh, but he sort he definitely indicated after the bowl game that he's got you know got something to think about. Yeah, well, because he was definitely one of the guys that they filed, um, 
you know, because they can do up to five right. um, underclassmen for evaluation. So, I mean, obviously, Kennard was one. Jamie Davis is one. I don't know this for sure, but I would bet Chris Rodriguez was one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though he's not a junior, but he's, you know. Third-year like, guy, yeah. Yeah, third-year guy. Um, uh, and, again, I would just be guessing on the other two. But, you know, those three, I think, for sure. Um, um, and so with Jamie, it's like you wonder what he heard. Um, and we won't know that really until he basically tells us what he's doing. Um, but I would guess what will be tough for him is, you know, I, just looking, you know, looking at the guy and, you know, looking what the NFL kind of likes, I would think he's probably, um, you know, probably the same as Kennard, kind of a middle round, you know, third, you know, you know, maybe second, late second top guy. Um, what do you have to, I guess, what is the, what is the ceiling? Like, like if you've come back, like, can you do better than that? And I don't know the answer. Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised. I'd be a little surprised if he's that high, but he could be only because he's still a pretty young developing player. But I mean, he could be because he, I think he's got a lot of upside in that. What he's got the length and that's what, you know, everybody's looking for, not just in college, but in the NFL. He's definitely got the length and he's really coming on and really improving. So he could, you know, he could be, I don't know. I, I think he's coming back, but, but the fact that he, Definitely indicated after the game that you know he's gonna he's gonna think about it. Makes you know I could be wrong. He may uh, be getting as you say he may have heard something or his they're getting feedback from the back from the NFL that uh, makes him think. Well, now's the time to go. Right, and, and you know, I would trust your value judgment of that more than mine, just because I'm so. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> oh well, it's just like I, I'm just like I'm, I'm a little I guess. I just see Kentucky more than I do anybody else. Yeah. And, you know, even like, you know, even watching like the pros and stuff and keeping kind of tabs on that. Um, it's just, you know, physically he's sure, yeah, he's raw. Um, but it just seems like there's, you know, there's something there and yeah. And, 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 but yeah, I don't know what, I think it really is will come down to, you know, what they've said, um, from the pro evaluation and from, and, and just what he, because, like, if, you know, if he thinks, you know, oh, I can come back and do X, you know, or, or I, if, like, they, they want me to do this and I can do it, okay, then maybe you come back and then you, you yeah, you're a second, third round pick. But if you're, if you don't, not saying if you think you can do that, but if you, if you think, well, you know, you kind of bet on yourself and, and then you can do that while getting a paycheck, uh, maybe you're okay getting a, you know, fifth or sixth round, you know, selection and, and, you know, and then get that, you know, back on your second contract or whatever. But um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a it's a dice roll. Yeah. Right. And and I'm sure he's, you know, hopefully he's talking to some of these guys um, you know, that he's played with while he's been at Kentucky. Some of these, you know, a couple of those DBs that got drafted late and you know, you know, had some some varying degrees of success um, and and what their experiences. I think that's what, what what's really. And that you'll probably see that. I mean, that's probably part with Kennard and, 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 and a lot of guys going forward. That's the thing. We, we don't talk about that a lot, <laughs> about having um, – when you have guys who, you know, start going to the pros, well, then you've got guys who can relay advice. <laughs> right. And that's, you know, you yeah, start that's building true. that. That's a good point. Um, and and that, that, you know, that helps – just helps the program as a whole yeah. when you have 
you know, guys who've been there and done that right. who go there do it and, and do that in the NFL and they can kind of come back and say, yeah, here's, you know, maybe you should, um, you know, maybe you should come back or you're good enough. I mean, I think that, you know, we don't talk about that really ever, but, mm-hmm. and not that much reason we would until this time of year. Right. But, um, but you know, no, I think but that's no. a, yeah, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. Now, obviously the defensive line, I think is probably going to be the question going into next year because they lose, looks like they're going to lose Quint Bohanna and Phil Hoskins. Uh, what what about the defensive and Boogie Watson uh, on the outside linebacker spot? Uh, what, what about the uh, defensive line? I mean, I know they've got young guys that were, you know, highly recruited, highly thought of, brought in. We didn't get to see a lot of them. One of the reasons I think Mark Story and I talked about this on the podcast um, after the bowl game is that, you know, you didn't have those guarantee type games where you could get young guys, you know, you could get them some playing time and not, lose their red shirt you know you could play them up to four games and but they didn't have those you know three guarantee games to kind of give those work those guys in and give them some uh, playing time but how do you see the defensive line shaping up for next year yeah well they're lucky that josh pass was coming back right. i'll say that exactly. right there cause that's a big um <clears throat> and not that like I mean, I, I think he was a guy that announced he's coming back, but he was a junior. I don't know that he was he. You know, I don't know that he had much of a decision, but he's still a big piece. Like right. a college player, you're really excited to have him back um, in the fold. Yeah, I think Bohanna's already said he's going out. Um, I think Boogie's also said he's leaving. Uh, well, well, he's not. I don't know if he said he's leaving, but he signed with an agent. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a it's a good indicator. Yeah. Um. And so, so best of luck to those guys. I mean, they've been fun to watch and cover. Jordan Wright, I think, is a guy that's not said what he's doing yet. Um, and maybe he he might have – he probably could have been one of those guys that they did an under, um, underclassman evaluation for. Um, yeah, I don't, so what he does will be really interesting because then, if you know, if he goes, you've got um, – suddenly you're, you're – you're, you're, the issue you had at inside linebacker this year starts creeping up more on the on the outside too, um, and, and and you know I think you know the defensive line I, you you brought those young guys Justin Rogers Oxendine kind of got mixed in some this year, um, they they you know obviously need to to get those guys um, ready to go because they're probably gonna um, gonna gonna need them I don't think Phil Halston's gonna come back for a seventh year as fun as that would be. Um, I think right. you, um, but I think I would feel I would feel more concerned about the linebacking just group as a whole. Um, not that they don't have players, but he's just going to be. That's probably going to be your, um, you know, that front seven really is going to be your 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 kind of dictate what you do defensively next year, uh, like how how those guys kind of come along. Um, and that was an area this year that really um, underperformed. <laughs> and, you know, from a you know getting a pass rush, getting you know, getting to the quarterback, making um, you know play, making it. I mean, there's a reason your 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 secondary, the year that your pass rush um, kind of disappears, that your secondary starts getting interceptions because <laughs> the ball is in the air more. Yeah. Um, and, and it, you know, it's not like a direct correlation, but that's something you can look at and say, well, yeah, if you're, if you're, you know, you've got more opportunities and you should come down with some interceptions. Not to take away from those guys. They played great. But, you know, it just it showed you know, what they 
you know, lost. And I, I think you need to get all of those areas going at the same time um, to maintain the, the level of play that they had. Because they dropped – I mean, Kentucky was fine defensively. And in the SEC, <laughs> when you look at how everybody is, it's so weird to think, you know, the SEC is for what – you know, kind of what a tongue it's had on for, you know, so long. You know, Kentucky's numbers were like average – like like in the middle of pack nationally, but we're pretty good in the league. Right. So um, it, it sort of kind of makes you scratch your head some. But I think that a lot of that is really because of the, what, what the pass rush didn't do uh, or achieve here. So, you, you know, it's a, an area. You, you've got a lot of young guys, uh, talented guys. I mean, guys that were higher, you know, across the board, the guys that are waiting in the wings, you know, coming out of high school, were considered, you know, better prospects than than anybody that played this year, really. Right. Um, right. Coming out of high, so I think that's a, you know, at least you can at least pin your hopes on that that those guys are, you know, talented dudes and, and can you know come you know, hopefully come in and and be able to do something. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, but it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, there are some holes to fill on defense, but I'm. Back to the offense for a minute. I mean, the offense is going to be as we look ahead to spring practice, and we're gonna we're going to make the assumption. It might be a foolish assumption. But we're gonna make the assumption that they're going to be able to have a full spring practice. That the vaccine <laughs> will will there'll be enough vaccines out there to help them in that regard, um, uh, so that they can have a full spring practice. But obviously, offense is going to be the story of spring practice with Liam Cohen. Uh, coming in, but what as you think ahead to the spring, and I know you you, you like take some little downtown downtime first, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, but when we do ramp up towards spring, what 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 do you think? What else are going to be the big things that you're going to look forward to covering in the spring? The storylines for the spring, you think? <laughs> well, what I look forward to covering and what I'll have to cover because <laughs> I mean, because obviously we we went this whole we've somehow talked for almost 40 minutes and not even said the word quarterback um, well that's right yeah that's right yeah we should have mentioned that with the <laughs> offense yeah because terry wilson is yeah terry wilson announced uh here this week that he's going he's we all kind of knew it was his last game uh mm-hmm. i'm not sure we all knew that he was going to go into the transfer portal and play another year but he's he's going to go into the transfer portal he is going to try and play another year it just won't be at kentucky uh, so yeah, obviously, so that makes quarterback even more of a story. I think going into going into spring. Yeah, it's weird because you knew. I think, yeah, everybody basically all even this you know this whole season, and some of it's because Terry you know came out and said he didn't want to play. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know who knows? What maybe he said that because he, that was what he wanted at the time, or maybe he saw the writing on the wall. I mean, I do think this. I mean, there is a. You know, I think the fan base was is ready for for you know a shakeup at quarterback with you know with kind of the new, especially with the new OC coming in, and just a, you know kind of a, re- a retooling of, of everything. But I think also the, the staff was probably ready to kind of yeah. you know see what the, you know got um, down the roster. And you need you know you you have to let Joey and Bo duke it out and see where that goes, um, just to see where and, and Nick Scalzo too. I mean, I don't want to leave him out and, and sharing. I mean, the true freshmen come in. You never know. Anymore with college football, I mean, like, it's like I, I discount sharing just because he's a true freshman, but, I mean, he might come in and be the best dude on the, on the turf, you know. Right. Especially, when you they, got a new guy, especially when you got a new coordinator coming in who's kind of – that doesn't 
wipe the slate entirely clean, but it does it does kind of give everybody a fresh start. Right. Yeah. He might. You know. He might get enamored with Kaya, and all of a right. sudden, um, you're starting a you know guy from Somerset, true freshman, um, at quarterback, and then he comes out the first game and you know kills whoever from yeah, the Mac it is, and then you're and everybody's talking about him like he's Tim Couch. <laughs> so. Right. Right. Because that's how we do things, uh, but I you know, and just I like, don't think that's going to happen. But you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know. Uh, I just back to Terry for a second. I mean, I, I, we got into this, um, you know, in the bowl preview, but you know, it, it kind of stinks the way it ended for him. It's weird to say that when you've won your last two games and you you had. Um, I think for the most part, people um, appreciate what he did, and I mean his you know number of wins and. I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of marks that he hit that not many quarterbacks in the school's history um, have. But, you know, you'd I think for him, he probably wanted to do more this year and probably wanted to um, obviously win more and, 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 you know, have some better stats and, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think people will look back fondly upon this, his, his contributions. And, and hopefully he goes, you know, I hope he can – you know, find a home. I, I did something on the transfer portal last week, and you know, one of the things that jumped out to me, you know, last year in 2020, you know, or ahead of the 2020 season, I should say, 25 percent of the quarterbacks who who went into the portal didn't end up at an FBS or an FCS school, and some of them ended up at like junior colleges, some of them ended up at D2s, and some of them didn't end up anywhere. <laughs> you know, so. There's, and I think that's going to be even higher this year, because of the just all the immediate eligibility stuff. Right. And so, you know, I mean, I hope again, I you know, hope he can find somewhere. But it, it's going to be, uh, you know, wish him the best wherever he lands. You know, it's been a, right. you know, obviously a, a big part of you know one of the best stretches in Kentucky football history. You just hate to see a guy, you know, feel like he, you know whether he felt like he had to or just because, you know, whatever, you hate to see it in kind of on a, on a whimper, um, right. you know, you know the sort of whimper. But. Right. We'll just have to see how that plays out. For Terry, it's going to play out someplace else, but we'll see how the UK, how UK's quarterback situation plays out in the spring. Anything else in the spring you uh, that sticks out to you? Well, I am really excited about the receivers just to see if there's anybody that can emerge alongside all the – um, I'd love to see. I mean, some because some of those guys are some are really fun to talk to. You, you know, your Cleveland Thomases, your Bryce Olivers. So, just from a selfish standpoint, I'd like to see those guys bounce back and you know produce and, and show flat, good flashes. Just from a you know, just right. so we can talk to them more um, and, or have reasons to talk to them. You know, right. um, and 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 just you know that whole group I think has a lot to prove. I mean, they're coming off a second straight year um, where they were basically non-factors in the offense and i think you've um you got to see what you have there and you got to you know <clears throat> see you know maybe some of these true freshmen come in and and just light it up and you know suddenly you've got uh you know you know because that would be the thing you know where you've had you've had you know thoughts of that at kentucky you know like lynn bowden comes in and you know does you know some stuff as a freshman and, and but they've never really like gone all in on a on a you know a freshman really like, you know except you know, like your your tackle spot you know some of the like less uh, flash positions, they've kind of had success there but 
it'll be interesting to see if any of those dudes can come in and and actually contribute. I mean, you you brought up the, the slot stuff <clears throat> earlier. I mean, I got think you know you know Deckel Crowdis could be somebody like that. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know a, a whole lot about the other guys, but I mean, that's maybe a spot where you can you know see what a younger guy can do, um, and and put him in a position to to um you know get on the field early. So it'll be. You know, really fun to see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, one other thing we should mention is uh, about the staff, because we talked about Liam Cohen. Of course, Eric Walford has already been hired, the offensive line coach. He did not participate in the bowl game prep, but he'll, of course, obviously will be here for the spring. Uh, they still have a uh, running backs coach opening. Football Scoop is uh, reporting that it's going to be uh, Jamal Singleton, who's the running backs coach with the Bengals. That hasn't been formally announced, so we'll – We'll look for that. Uh, as we said, we'll look for uh, announcement. Jamin Davis should be making an announcement here pretty soon about what his intentions are for next year. We may hear about some more kids. We don't know, senior guys, who about whether they're coming back next year. So uh, anything else, Josh, before I let you go? No, I mean, I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> take a breather or get some get some breaths in while we can. Or, well, uh, I say we, you're, you're constantly having to worry about this. Um, you know basketball we got basketball basketball team but yeah that's okay uh, there's always plenty going on you're going to help you volunteering to help out with some high school basketball so there'll be there'll be plenty of stuff for you to do josh you you, (laughs) yeah you'll have you'll still have stuff to do oh i love i I like staying busy i know better i know it's so i remember my time on the beat uh you know, back in the day, you know, when the season was over, it was it was adjustment to get back to a you know schedule where you didn't have one thing after another. So, one thing I want to do here on the podcast and is uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to uh, Tony Neely, Susan Lax, and uh, Matt May over at Kentucky, the principal of football contacts. This has been a very unusual, a very tough year for everybody. We all had to learn Zoom. We all had to learn the raised hand feature and all that sort of thing. And, um, you know, they I just want to commend them on the job that they did this year, getting players and coaches available for us. Hopefully we will be back to normal where we actually get to talk to these people face-to-face and we get to talk to more than just a couple of players. But I certainly understand, you know, that was, you know, it was, it was good just to get the players that we were able to get during this pandemic. So I want to give a shout out to those guys. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I appreciate you uh, thinking to do that, you know, because they've all been very helpful for me for sure this year and then doing um, just kind of, you know, because I mean, you don't see their names a lot out there and you don't see, uh, you know, and there's a lot of stuff, you know, you hear that you can't, like conversations you can't, you won't ever report on, but it's like stuff you, you just, try to stay in the loop and do what you can and helps and they you know and they get in the way sometimes but that's their job too so it's, it's, <laughs> of course you know, yeah you, you. <laughs> but yeah but no overall especially this year where like i say there was so much uh uh, you know, it was it wasn't an easy year for anybody. So uh, oh, no. and I know we appreciate the job, the job well, and, that and they did. On some of the like Zoom calls I've been on, and it's crazy. Even as late as you know December, um, that you Kentucky at least the Kentucky football stuff was incredibly well run compared to some of the other things yeah. I've been involved. 
Yeah. So right, right, absolutely. So shout out to those guys. We really appreciate it. Josh, as always, we appreciate you being on the podcast, and uh, we'll be talking to you. We'll we'll talk to you again between now and spring practice for sure. Uh, catch up on things as as uh, as events warrant. So, uh, but again, thanks all this season for being on the podcast. We appreciate, it, and I know the listeners appreciate it. Be sure to follow Josh on Twitter, Josh Moore HL. Thanks again, Josh. Appreciate it, John. Can't wait till the spring. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. As we wrap up the 2020 UK football season with Josh Moore, follow Josh on Twitter, Josh Moore HL. Check out all of his work on Kentucky.com. Uh, as we said, there'll be still some more news coming out, kind of wrapping up the season, looking ahead to 2021. So be sure and check that out with Josh. Follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV. You can send me a friend. Re- send me a, you can send me a friend request on Facebook. You can also email me jclay at herald-leader.com. Once again, like I said earlier, thanks again for listening to the podcast. We'll have some more podcasts coming up soon. Be sure and check those out as well. Thanks again. <laughs>